a Japanese player not named Yamamoto, who should be on the Cardinals' radar this offseason, plus a look at what the prospects that the Cardinals got in return at the trade deadline are up to these days. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter, formerly, well, formerly known as Twitter. It's now X at J.D. Sports Radio and at LO underscore Cardinals. That's how you get to the uh, the podcast version of the account. Uh, I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, many, many more platforms, including YouTube, though. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. So the Cardinals uh, unable to pull off the sweep last night against the Braves. Oh, well, right. Adam Wainwright got touched up again. Four home runs. Offense falls short. End up losing eight to five. Uh, You did get a big night from Tommy Edmond, who made a handful of fantastic catches in center field. He might be your everyday center fielder next year. It's starting to to seem like that's what's going to happen, right? And uh, he also drove in three runs. But the pitching falters again in this one, which has been... The real problem for most of the year. We have not had the greatest starting pitching, haven't had the greatest bullpen, but I don't want to dwell on the past. Okay, let's talk about the future a little bit today. That's what we're going to focus on. Okay, so uh, I know we're all a bit burned out on what's going on with the team right now that's currently taking the field where although they won two of three against Atlanta, which was fun, don't get me wrong, and they won three in a row there for a moment, but um you know, you've had guys like Dakota Hudson, Zach Thompson, who have pitched pretty well. They've done quite well during this audition for 2024 portion of the season. But, um, you know, the other guys that you're seeing, you know, watching it, Wayne will go out there and get creamed just about every night. Uh, Michaelis doing what he's doing. Doesn't look like we're going to see Steven Matz again this year. Um, you got to see Drew Rahm, so that's been okay. But uh, let's talk about what next year. What what can they do to improve things for next year. And not so long ago, I spoke about a guy in Japan, uh, a name perhaps some of you are more familiar with now, uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Okay. I know it's a, it's a mouthful, but that's how he says it. Yoshinobu Yamamoto, elite pitcher over in Japan. One of the best. Okay. And probably coming to the States next year. The Cardinals have scouted him. Most major league baseball teams have, um, I would assume all of them have at some point, but uh, most of them have. Um, he's going to be someone that is very highly sought after, you know, this offseason, if and when he becomes available. And I spoke about how difficult it might be for the Cardinals to entice a guy like him to come to St. Louis. It's not an easy sell, especially right now because they're not winning. That doesn't help anything. But you've also got the money that the larger markets might be able to fork over that the Cardinals aren't willing to do. And the fact that the teams in those markets have just a, a lot more to offer 
and this is not me bashing the city of St. Louis. I love St. Louis. Born and raised there. It's a great place. But when you compare it, if you're somebody who's from a different country, do you think they talk about St. Louis, Missouri over in those countries? Or do you think they talk about Los Angeles, California or New York City? You know what I mean? That, that, that's what I'm getting at. Because cities like that, Chicago, San Francisco, they're just bigger places. They just are. You get more exposure in those places. You know the drill. You know, it, the Cardinals, it, St. Louis is a Midwest town. It's a mid-market. It's not big. So when it comes down to it, Yamamoto, in my professional opinion, if we can call it that, more likely to sign somewhere big like that than in a place like St. Louis. Not that it's impossible to get him. I'm not saying that. But the odds are not in the Cardinals' favor that Yamamoto is going to select them over the Yankees or the Mets or the Dodgers or the Angels or whoever, whoever decides to put the money down. But now we got word that uh, another Japanese star is probably going to get posted and made available to major league teams this offseason. And this man's name is Shota Imanaga. Shota Imanaga. Say it with me. Shota Imanaga. It's another Japanese import who the Cardinals should certainly be eyeing up considering what the demand for starting pitching is going to be overall and what the demand for Yamamoto coming from Japan might be. Now, uh, Emanaga is left-handed. Not, he's not young, but he's not old, okay? He, he just turned 30 on September the 1st. So when you're talking about guys that you might sign this offseason already and who's already in the major league market, you know, guys like Nola and Blake Snell, they're right there at the same age. Okay, Yamamoto's different. He's 25. We know that. Emanaga's not. He just turned 30, but not old by any means. Um, I've also seen conflicting reports on what his actual height is. I've seen 5'8". I've seen it all the way up to 5'10". Not a tall guy, not a big guy, but that's okay. You might have saw him in the WBC when uh, up against uh, Team USA while on Team Japan, who ended up winning the whole thing where he allowed two runs in six innings. Both of those uh, runs that he gave up were home runs. He struck out seven, one of those being our very own Paul Goldschmidt. Made him look silly on his little change-up uh, splitter thing that he throws. Uh, in eight seasons in Japan, he's got a 3.18 ERA while striking out 24.9% of batter's face and walking just 6.9. Swing and miss stuff, obviously, is something the Cardinals are, are targeting, so he does fit the bill there. And he's actually had an even better year this year than what his career numbers are. He's got this season a 2.65 ERA over 139 innings, 29.1% strikeout rate, 3.9% walk rate. The walks are going down. And it's not, and here's what I kind of like about him, okay? It's not the fastball that gets the swing and misses as much. He's got a decent one. According to reports, it tops out around 94 maybe 95. It's not garbage. You know, he's not throwing upper 80s or anything like that, but it's his changeup, which plays like a splitter. According to what scouts say about him, what we've seen at the WBC, that is the one that gets the most strikeouts. It's what he got Paul Goldschmidt on in there at bat. He's also got a cutter, a curve, and a slider. So he's got a good, uh, a good mix of pitches there. John Morosi at MLB.com says that the Cardinals along with the Yankees and Dodgers, have notable vacancies in their rotations and are likely to pursue both Imanaga and Yamamoto. But 
if you're going up against, you know, the Yankees and the Dodgers and their mind is set on Yamamoto, maybe the Cardinals can slide in and get Emanaga, get him to come to St. Louis. And I hate to sound like this, but he's probably going to be cheaper than Yamamoto because of his age. That is a very John Mosellock type of thing to chase. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a very Cardinals move to let somebody else bicker over who the most expensive guy is going to be. And then they come in and go, hey, how about this instead? Um, according to Morosi, the posting dates for Yamamoto and Emanaga are not yet clear. It's unlikely that they will be made available on the same date this winter. Once they are formally posted, the pitchers and the representatives will be able to negotiate with any MLB team for a 45-day period. So it's not like those are the only three teams that are going to be going after these guys. Like There's going to be tons of people in the league trying to sign these guys, as well as the other you know major league free agents that are going to be available. So if and when Imanaga signs with an MLB team, the Bay Stars, which is the name of the team he plays for, will receive a release fee from the MLB club, which was an, uh, an additional cost beyond his salary. The release fee accumulates based on the size of the contractual guarantee, 20% of the initial $25 million, 17.5% of any amount between 25 and 50 million, and 15% of any amount beyond 50 million. So what is somebody like Imanaga going to cost? Well, Eno Saris at The Athletic did a mailbag recently, and when he was asked about the Cardinals, like somebody wrote in and was like, how are the Cardinals going to fix this rotation for next year? He brought up Imanaga saying, how about five years and 75 million to Japanese left-hander Shota Imanaga? His Japanese stats compare favorably to both Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who's most likely coming over this offseason, as well as Kodai Senga, who just got the contract last year from the Mets. Uh, the only problem is, uh, this is according, this is his quotes here is that Imanaga is older, already 30, and shorter than both, but his stuff plays up big time, and he misses more bats than the other two. And the uncertainty of bringing a pitcher over from another league offers a chance to get a bargain. How about that? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really seem like a, a, a bad idea to me. Five years, $75 million. Who did the Cardinals just pay? Oh, Wilson Contreras just got something very similar to that. Not saying that that's what the contract is going to be, going to be, but that's you know just kind of like an idea because Kodai Senga just got that. So um, he also mentioned a guy when uh, asked about ways to fix the rotation for next year that I brought up multiple times as a person who I just think seems like a really good fit for the Cardinals, and that is Twins soon to be free agent. Sonny Gray, who had some arm issues a few years back, but been relatively healthy since then, uh, has put up some very good numbers. Um, it just seems like he will fit well. I've mentioned Paul Blackburn in a trade with the A's. These are guys that they're not, you know, the most expensive guys on the market, but they're going to be pretty good ones. And it just they just feel like cardinal moves to me. Can they get this done? Can they get at least one of these Japanese guys who are set to come over for next year? We'll find out. So let me know your thoughts in the comments on whether or not you'd like to see Imanaga in gray wearing the birds on the bat next season. Or do you think Mo and the team actually still has a shot at guys like, uh, you know, Aaron Nola and, and Blake Snell, who are going to be top of the market guys that are going to demand a lot of money.
Will they will they have will they have the guts to put that kind of money up front or do they come down a tier or two and get these guys? Which anything is an improvement, right? From what we got going on this past year. So uh, uh in this article on the athletic as well, Saris also brought up some of the young talent that the uh, Cardinals have available in their organization. He uh gave you know some props to Takoa Roby, Tink Hence likes what they have, but says that, you know, they're a few years away probably. So signing some of these veterans would give the Cardinals a little bit more time to develop a couple of these younger guys who uh, may not be ready yet uh, in 2024 to make much of a difference. But we'll see. We're going to check in on some of those guys, specifically the guys that uh, the team acquired at the trade deadline. We'll do that next on Locked on Cardinals. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part, every part needs to fit just right, like a puzzle. You can't just jam a spot like a piece in there and expect the puzzle to look perfect or, when it comes to your car, jam some kind of weird part in there and expect it to work well, right? It's just not going to work. It'll run goofy, and then you'll end up paying more money in the long term. So uh, the next time you need parts, you need accessories, here's what you do. You head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits just right and fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage, look for that green check mark to know that the part will fit, or they're going to hook you up, get your money back for you. Because just like in sports confidence, it is the name of the game when it's shot, when you're shopping on eBay Motors, over 122 million parts available to choose from. That's a lot. That's a lot. Odds are they're going to have what you need. You'll be back in the game in no time with eBay Motors. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Cardinals are in Cincinnati this weekend. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Leave your comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter. Your feedback always welcome and encouraged. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, um, you know, some of these free agents are going to be available. I'm, I'm, I get excited talking about the Japanese guys, man. I, I, I don't know if, if they really have a legit shot at it, but uh, let me know what you think down below. So let's uh, talk about some of the new guys that the Cardinals brought into the organization. Yesterday, gave you an update on how the guys the Cardinals sent away are doing. Now let's check in on how the guys that uh, they got and how they're progressing. Some of them doing pretty well. So let's start with one of the guys they got from the Rangers for uh, Montgomery and Stratton, a name that was brought up in that athletic article that I mentioned, Koa Roby. If you remember when they got him, he was hurt and it took some time for him to get back up on the on the mound, but he's back now. Got activated on August 21st, has made three starts, and so far at AA Springfield, nine innings. He's allowed three runs on three hits, one of those a dinger. Struck out 14 and has walked just three. Only thrown three innings in each start as they, you know, ease him back into things. But uh, in those first two games, he struck out six hitters in each of them. So not too shabby at all. Like what you hear there. Uh, Thomas Ajaysi, oh my goodness, holy smokes. This guy has been a wrecking ball. Since coming to the Cardinals organization, he has played 33 games with Springfield. He is hitting 331, 10 home runs, and 29 RBIs with 25 runs scored. That's just with Springfield. On the season, he's uh, combined hitting 318, 25 dingers, 107 RBIs, and 92 runs scored. 
eye-popping numbers. His combined Texas League numbers right now have him in first place in batting average, first place in RBIs, and he is second in home runs. So the dude is gunning for the triple crown. And we know Luke and Baker was right at the top of the list in uh, most ca- those categories at Triple A in the International League. He still leads in home runs and RBIs, even though he's been on the Cardinals. Batting average is, uh, I think he's in fourth place now in the batting average, but that'd be crazy, right? If you get two Triple Crown winners, that'd be bonkers. Um, on to the Flaherty deal. Uh, guys, we got from the Orioles for Jack Flaherty. Drew Rahm obviously has been up with the Cardinals. He'll be starting tonight in Cincinnati. And yes, by the way, I will be there. I will be there repping the SEL to the fullest. I'll be in my Molina jersey. It's up there uh, behind me hanging, getting ready for tonight. Got to wear it. Reds fans hate him still and boo me mercilessly when uh, <laughs> when I when I wear it to the ballpark. So that's what I'll have on tonight. And I got a couple spots. I'll be in center field. I'll be behind home plate for a little bit. It should be a lot of fun tonight. Anyway, be on the lookout for pictures and videos and stuff. Anyhow, moving on. So Drew Rom getting the start tonight. Infielder Cesar Prieto. Uh, since coming to Memphis, hitting 291, three home runs, 14 RBIs, 17 runs scored in 27 games. But his combined numbers on the year, which had him at double A for the first 58 games. Then he got moved up to triple A. He's played 54 games total at triple A. On the season, though, hitting 334, nine home runs, 63 RBIs, 66 runs scored in 112 games. Been a little bit of a slow September for him, so that's why his batting average at Memphis down a little bit, but because he's hitting 240 so far in September, but he'll bounce back. Uh, Zach Showalter, the young pitcher who some people thought might be the sneaky little uh star of that whole trade, is actually on the IL and has been on there for quite some time now, only appeared once since the trade, so um, not totally sure what's going on with him right now. On to the Blue Jays, Sim Robertson who they got for Hicks, has made five starts for Memphis. He's 0-1, 7.11 ERA. Yikes, that's not good. But 19 strikeouts and 19 innings, you'll take that. Opponents are hitting 342 against him. But but before you freak out, he's had two really bad outings. Two really bad outings that have ballooned those numbers to the extreme right now. He had a game, uh, gave up eight runs in just three and a third innings in uh, August, August 5th. So right after he gets traded, new place, new people, you can give him the benefit of the doubt that he might have been a little bit not focused at the time there. Uh, Then he gave up six runs and four innings on August 24th, and those two games right there account for 14 of the 17 runs that he's given up since the trade. So his other outings have really not been that bad. The one thing that I've noticed, though, is the walks are up. That control has been an issue. 16 walks in 19 innings, so uh, we've got to work on that. The other pitcher in that deal, Adam Kloffenstein, he's also at Memphis, and he has fared much better. 2-0 so far, 2.17 ERA, 26 Ks in 19 innings. He's also dealing with some control issues, 18 walks, and he's hit four guys as well, but he just threw five innings yesterday, one hit, no runs, 1K, four walks, hit a guy, a little bit wild. Maybe uh, maybe that's part of the reason why he's throwing shutouts. I, I don't know, but not bad. I mean, wh- I mean, not bad. You'll you'll take that two point one seven ERA. What are you gonna, you gonna yell at me about walks here? Uh, how about Matt Svonson, the reliever they got for Paul DeYoung, has made twelve appearances, two holds, four saves, ERA three point five seven since the deal. He's uh, down at Springfield, by the way, Double A. 
20 strikeouts, 17 and two-thirds innings. The Cardinals need relievers just like they need starting pitchers. So it's good to hear that Matt Fonson is, uh, you know, making some progress and uh, pitching pretty well there. I would assume he'll probably start at AAA next year, but we'll see. We'll see because he's not like uh, one of those younger prospects. He's not like 21 or anything like that. I think he's 25. So um, those are the trade guys that came over. So all in all, some reason to be optimistic about uh, the deals that the Cardinals made. Uh, STLtoday.com's Daniel Guerrero brought up a, a couple of other guys in a recent article. Uh, 20-year-old outfielder Juan Bin Cho, who's at Palm Beach, now hitting 270. Six home runs, 50 ribbies, but 32 stolen bases in 103 games. So like what you see there. First round pick this year, Chase Davis, also at Palm Beach, only hitting 214. Still no home runs through his first 33 games, but he has walked 24 times and has 23 RBIs. But the uh, lack of power there, a little bit concerning, considering that's what he was known for when they drafted him. Former first round pick Cooper Jerpy in his second outing back from the injured list after missing over three months. He tossed a scoreless inning of relief on 12 pitches. Uh, if you didn't remember, arthroscopic surgery on, because he's a lefty, on his throwing elbow, had to remove a loose body there. So, But he's back on the mound and appears to be headed in the right direction. And how about our speedsters? Mike Antico and Victor Scott the second uh, continue to impress through 118 games. Mike Antico is hitting 259 with 15 home runs, 64 RBIs, and 51 stolen bases along with 80 runs scored that's a lot of numbers doing good stuff and then you got victor who just flew right up the charts into the uh into the top of the cardinals prospects hitting 318 since getting called up to springfield he's got six bombs 31 ribbies 41 runs scored and 37 stolen bases in 57 games on the season combined right now with uh victor's stats at peoria he is hitting that's 123 games hitting 299 Eight home runs, 60 RBIs, 85 runs scored, and 87 stolen bases. Just for reference, the Cardinals' entire Major League roster combined has 87 stolen bases. Victor's got that by himself so far. So you love what you see there. And uh, just the other night, we were talking about how they beat the Braves with, uh, with the power, but also they stole five bases in that game. I like that kind of baseball. And I hope that guys like Scott Antico, um, you know, Juan, Juan Bencho, when they come up at some point, if they get to the car, you know, whenever that hopefully happens, that that speed is put to use because it, it just creates chaos. And it's just a, it's just a fun way to, to, to play the game of baseball instead of, I've said it a million times, going station to station, waiting for a home run, make things happen, make the defense work. Odds are they'll probably screw it up eventually. So I like what I'm seeing here in the Cardinals organization. All right, we're going to do a preview of the series in Cincinnati next on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals are at Great American Small Park tonight to face the Reds, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. The Reds are currently in the hunt for a playoff spot. They're right there, guys. They're five and a half back and uh, behind first place Milwaukee, who leads the Cubs by two games in the division. Then for that third wild card spot, the Reds are tied with Miami, just a half game back behind Arizona. So the Reds have plenty to play for this weekend, and they're going to come out humming and, and try to 
take advantage of the Cardinals, kick them while they're down, and you can't really blame them after all the years that the Cardinals have dominated the Cincinnati Reds. Um, the Reds just took two of three from the Red Hot Mariners, despite having just pitching issues galore. I, I don't know how they're doing it. They, they've had guys go on the COVID list. Uh, Graham Ashcraft, Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, and Ben Lively all on the IL, although Green's going to get activated is scheduled to start on Sunday. Uh, they had to pick up former Cardinal Harrison Bader off waivers, as well as Hunter Renfro from the Angels on waivers to help with a sagging offense who's missing some big names like Jonathan India. Joey Votto's out. Rookie sensation Matt McClain is out. Uh, they did get T.J. Antone back from the injured list, as well as outfielder Jake Fraley. But when you look at this team, like when you look at the Reds roster, you're like, how and what? How on earth are they still in this thing? They have no business being in this thing. So you got to give them credit because they grind out wins each and every night. They now have 44 comeback wins with six of them coming in the ninth inning. The Cardinals have 24 comeback wins on the season. The Reds have 44 of them. So they do not quit. They play all nine innings, and you're going to have to to step up throughout the whole game. There, you cannot take your foot off the pedal against these guys. If you if you take your foot off the gas against them, they're going to catch you and then blow right by you in the nine innings that you're playing them. So you you got to make sure that you play a complete game. There's no time to just sit back on your heels and and rest for a couple innings because they'll come up and bite you. They really will. So. Uh, We'll see if the, the Cardinals can play spoiler this weekend. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the series against the Reds with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Uh, Cardinals will be starting, excuse me, uh, search Cardinals for the SXM app, by the way. The Cardinals are going to be starting Cincinnati native Drew Rom tonight. Drew Rom, born and raised in uh, the northern Kentucky area of Cincinnati. So he'll be starting in front of his home crowd tonight. Is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. Sometimes people feel a lot of pressure to perform in front of the home crowd. Other times they they step their game up and throw better than they ever have. So we'll see what happens tonight. Still looking for his first major league win. Be cool if he could get it in front of his family and friends. Uh, he'll be taking on rookie left-hander Andrew Abbott, who has become the ace of this red staff, going 8-4 and four with a 3.22 ERA. Faced the Cardinals back in June. It was just his second Major League start, but he shut down the, the Cardinals and shut them out over five and two-thirds innings. So you had a lefty last night, Max Freed. You get another one tonight. Hopefully, you know, that works out in the Cardinals' favor. Er, favor. So let's hope those bats stay hot tonight and throughout the weekend. Rotten tonight, Zach Thompson tomorrow, and then Michael is scheduled for Sunday. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals.